You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside James and Chris, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast at THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN. Next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. James actually set his alarm this morning for 10 a.m. in order to watch the game. <laughs> Sorry, no. I had to. Sorry, James. <laughs> that was that's unfair and rude. Honestly, <laughs> deplorable. Uh, deplorable. James is awake way later than you are, Ryan. You little baby Absolutely. going to sleep. I at know bedtime. I, I, I can I can feel him like staring in, into my soul right now, and just just like, how dare you? This there you go. I got the eye roll. I score. Score. Anyways. <laughs> Lots of things to talk about here tonight. Um, I will just go ahead and say it for Chris because it's it's I'm on it kind of in the same boat. We didn't really get to watch a lot of the Bruins game today, and it's unfortunate how it legally happened. I watched zero. Legally, legally I didn't watch it. Oh, legally he didn't watch anything. Okay, so James is really the only one who who got to see the full context of the game, but. I mean, let, let, let's just go ahead and pull up this comment by Mato because this is exactly what kind of I was feeling after hearing all the stuff that was going on. So had to watch the game replay because of work, but man, what a brutal loss. They, the, they worked the Bruins all game and couldn't get it done. Heck of an effort with all the injuries and Miro being out. So for those of you that have been under a rock today, basically the Dallas Stars are not the Dallas Stars anymore. There are five players that are currently out of the lineup that were in the lineup two games ago or three games ago. Excuse me. We've got Nose Lundquist out with a concussion and concussion protocol. You've now got Hawk and Paw out and it looks like he's going to be out for long for a a decent amount of time. You've also got uh, Evgeny Dodonov that was put on LTIR. Matt Duchesne at the last second was uh, scratched. He has a lower body injury. And then it also came out today later that Miro Heiskanen, it was not going to play in the game because his wife was giving birth to a child. So first off, congratulations to him. But man, that's tough for the Dallas Stars to go through that many. They call up both Alexander Petrovic and Derek Pouliot. So I was wrong, I guess. I I didn't see this coming. And then uh, they also apparently, I I might be wrong about this, James. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. But I heard that they also... Uh, recalled Maverick Bork from the AHL. He just didn't get there to the game in time. So the Stars played with not a full roster. <laughs> despite yeah, all they the played a player the down the, the entire game. I mean, it was crazy. Just it, it felt like one of those next man up mentality games where you just have everyone throwing their weight around, trying to get everything done all the time. And th- this game it's really weird because it's probably the most hurt we've seen from this team and half the players on it weren't weren't on it three days ago. Yeah, it was really a great effort by uh 
by the stars and it, it, it sucks to, to take take a moral victory but this is definitely a moral victory for me i mean the stars team has no business even playing against the bruins really it feels like we're playing up what we just played without one more skater we like we fully had a less skater it wasn't like we and had we seven won. demons and we should have won yeah. is the crazy thing. Like, we gave up the it, it, game tying goal late in the game and we had seven on rounds. The only shot, <laughs> on the only shot Pasta had the entire game. We gave Pasta one shot and I mean, it, he was wide open over there. It didn't even have to be him, but it, of course it's him, right? But it, it's it, it was such a hard fought game and it's extremely painful to come away with only one point. It would have been more painful had we come away with nothing. Honestly, yeah, because we were we outplayed the Bruins the entire game. I mean, they did not look good. Yeah, but again, just great effort by the Stars. I feel like, and it's weird for the Stars to be in this position. They were actually like significantly the worst team tonight. That <laughs> we have not been in that position this season at all. Like the Stars have enough talent in this team. We are never out talented. That's for sure. But tonight we were because of all the injuries that we had and the amount of heart there we were able to play with and the ramped up physicality for sure the forecheck just getting pucks to the net and taking quantity over quality it, it was it was a great adjustment by this team and it, like you said james that showed a lot of heart and you really when you look at it before the game started we stole a point if you watched the game you might have said we lost a point yeah definitely and on honestly going into the game after i heard about all the stuff that was going on you know Miro, five players being out that were on the roster Including you know, our number go. two scorer and our best defenseman. Exactly. And that's and I would say Duchesne's been the best forward for this team uh this year. But man, that that they as soon as I heard about that, I didn't even care about the result of the game. I, I kind of wrote it off. I mean, let sorry, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was ready for a bloodbath. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was ready to write it off. And the fact that they played as well as they did. And they had wounded tiger syndrome. They fought as hard as they could. Uh, I mean, that's th that's all you could ask for in a situation like that. And like the, I don't even who was on the second line with instead of Duchesne? Was it Steele? It was Steele, yeah. And then we just and I heard that he did okay. Line. Yeah, he did I, pretty I good he... actually. It looked it looked nice. Obviously, you could tell they were missing just a little bit more space, but he was doing decent up there, honestly. And he's kind of like Hanley in a way, but like, you know how Hanley is not someone you want in the lineup all the time. Steel, you want in the lineup all the time, just not in a second or third line role consistently. He can kind of fill in pretty well in the middle six if you need him to. Kind of like Delandria a little bit. Delandria does pretty well in, in short spats like that. So I'm glad to hear that he did really well. Uh, James, I I'm really curious, and you can tell me uh, how you felt about it. How are the D pairings today? Because obviously more than half of the D pairings were out. I want to talk so about time on ice already. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, can, so let, let's have you looked at time on ice yet? Yes. Sir. Wait, don't look yet if you haven't looked. I'm going to no, take a guess, wild guess. You only have to guess Thomas Harley. How many minutes did Thomas Harley play tonight? 28. 29, 29. minutes. <laughs> He played twenty nine nine minutes. You know what his what his career high is like? I think it's twenty seven. Yeah. So we played two more. full minutes more. Lindell twenty five fifty eight. Ryan Suter twenty two fifty. Yeah. They they all played like beasts tonight. Hanley 16. played like sixteen. 
uh, other two played 13. But the the three that we had left over played like absolute beasts tonight. They really did. And and Lindell had the uh, goal in the third period that put us up 3-2, too. So it, they were all playing like crazy all the time. I mean, honestly, yeah. even Suter had his one like fluke kind of goal. And that, but he had other chances in the game where he had shots and it looked good. It looked good. It looked good. Uh, I mean, it it was it was a really weird game yeah. to watch considering that Suter also played on hit the other side tonight. He was a right-handed defenseman tonight. Yep. Five shots on I goal mean, for him. And he he played yeah, pretty he well was on fire. Too. It wasn't like we were trapped in our own zone pretty much at all this game. They, those three really stepped up for sure. Petrovic and Pouliot. It, I mean, it's rough getting thrown on there. I mean, yeah. I don't even think that they're a pair in in, Tex- in Cedar Park. They, I don't think they're they not a pair actually. together. They, they, and, oh, they, they played have. together before. I think they and have. They, they, I don't think they're regular though. Yeah, like Pulley yeah, normally have a lot plays of with Cedar Park over there too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so scrambles okay, around so down there too. Out. So yeah, let's let's, they, let's they definitely play together though. They definitely play together though because we started them as a pair together. And on their second shift together, they got scored on. So yes. that, that didn't happen more than like, I think it happened like two more times. And that one, I'm not not really shocked on. I, I watched it go in just like completely like dead face. You know, I was like, you know, like, that's yeah, kind that of expected. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, it, it's, let, let's... It, it was tough because it was it was those those two defensemen on with the pseudo second line with steel up there who they just started as well none of them are together on any of it and it's just all breaks down i mean <laughs> what are you supposed to do so let, let's let's talk about the defensive depth that has taken a huge hit and i mean not even in a week what it feels like so <laughs> i guess it's gone now yeah but liam bischel is still playing over in Europe. So he's not available. He, he, he yeah, would be in national flight. Yeah. He would have been in this game. Had he, had he still been in North America? Uh, Derek Pouliot gets called up. Uh, Petrovic gets called up. I believe, uh, Gavin Bayreuther is still hurt. Uh, I don't know about Greshnikov. I think he got hurt in the, in the last Texas stars game. Now they don't have him. Uh, we've, you know, Nils Lundqvist is hurt. Yanni Hawk and Paw is hurt. Miro Haskinen was out. How many is that? That's eight defensemen. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Like the, I'm pretty sure like all of those are right-handed defensemen. Yeah, and it's not like the Dallas Stars are blessed with blue line depth in the first place, and neither are the Texas Stars. I mean, both those teams are weak on the blue line, and both of them are hurt and now stolen from with Petrovic and Pouliot coming up, so... Yeah, it, it's a, it's a rough time to be a right-handed defenseman if you're wearing green. So, the Ardell over here with a comment: Harley Suter and Lindell were horses today. I would guess that James would agree with that. Um, yeah. and the yeah, problem is they got to play again tomorrow, so that's going to be rough. I don't know what's going to happen there. I guess we're just going to hope that Haskinen does come yeah. back. And uh, if he does come back, then he'll just play 40 minutes. I, I don't know exactly what, what the plan is there, but we, we've got that. And then we also didn't even talk about the uh, the forward time on ice because that was crazy too. I mean, we played with one less forward. Jason Robertson, 23-32. Uh, Rope Hintz, yeah. 21-55. White Johnston, 22-11. I mean, anytime you have a forward over 20 minutes, that's crazy. That's stuff that's reserved for Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid 
and Leon Dreisaitl. And we had yeah. three guys do it tonight when they're playing again tomorrow. So And Johnston took a majority of those shifts with the fourth line. That's why he got so high up on there, too. It's it's definitely tough. It sucks when you're playing down a full forward and you know you have to play tomorrow night. So you're just, I mean, you're you're hoping that you have enough energy tomorrow. I really feel that way. The only like saving grace that you kind of have is it's slightly longer than a normal back to back. So you have a little bit longer to recover from it, but it's, it's tough for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's great. We got a point from tonight is the number one thing. And tomorrow night, it'll just be another grit and heart thing. Let's see what we can do. We're not expected to do anything. Maybe that helps us. So we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Don't expect too much because man, we are hurt. Uh, James, how did uh, Jake Ottinger do in the game? Quite well. Otter, Otter did okay. Uh, it it felt kind of rough with him letting in. I mean, it was breakdowns in front of that, and, and that's kind of what you expect when you have three defensemen in your lineup who are not normal everyday NHLers. So you're gonna have those breakdowns in front of your net, and you gotta get some big saves. And he had a he had a couple of those throughout the game, and and it was. It was fine overall. We had stars obviously had most of the pressure, so he yeah. didn't have to do too much, especially early on. But that, that just big breakdowns, and he made a couple of really, really good saves, especially when the game was 2 2, when we were yeah. trying to get the third goal. Third that was period. when he was biggest. The third period, all he those guys deep. who started putting up big minutes started to feel it and slow down a little bit, and the Bruins were starting to capitalize Definitely. because we, they were desperate as well. We, Remember the last game. Yeah, um, we got that third goal, and we were just on the back heel all the way to the buzzer. And and yeah, all, all three of the Bruins' goals were slam dunks. Like, like not really anything. It'd be a diving save or a paddle save to make anything about it. So there was no chance for him on any of those goals. Do we expect to see Scott Wedgwood tomorrow night? Probably yes. still, just to keep the schedule going, yeah. but... Unfortunately, tomorrow is one of those that you're not going to expect to get anything out of. But that that's the way it was today, and we got something. So let's try and scrap and do the same thing. Maybe we can go for the, the trifecta, the three straight overtime losses. Love that. <laughs> NHL 500 right there. Oh, oh, and three. That's so gross. Oh, oh, and three. Okay, so uh, the Stars are going in tomorrow night up against the Rangers at 6 o'clock. The last 10 games, oh my goodness. Uh, the Stars are 7-2-1, and one, which are excellent. That's that's exactly what you want to be at this point in the year. The Rangers have figured it out lately. They're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. So, seriously, I, I don't know what to expect from the Rangers, if they're going to come in and just clobber us, or if we're going to go in and just clobber and get clobbered by them. I mean, what, what, what are you... I, I mean... I guess you could say this. Or would you just be happy with another overtime loss? I expect. Oh, to I'd lose. be happy with that. <laughs> I expect to lose what what I really want. And what I really wanted from this game more, honestly, was I wanted the first line to do something. And they played 20 minutes and they, they great, great job. They didn't really get scored on. Okay, whatever. The, the problem is we need them to score when other people are hurt. I mean, Duchesne came out of the lineup and all our, like half of our defensemen are out of the lineup. We need someone to come up and score. And it was weird because it was 
it was Lindell on that line who scored pretty much by himself. He just stared down the goaltender and sniped. And that that's that's kind of frustrating when you know you are you you're supposed to be like the stars on this team and they are not showing it right now at all. I mean, they're they're letting every other line show them up every single night now. Yeah, the uh the first line does get the two primary assists on the two defenseman goals, but one of them was a faceoff win to Suter. And the other one was in the defensive end to Lindell on an outlet pass. So I don't know if that yeah. exactly I mean, the, counts that, as that's the, the offense. That's the crazy thing. The three defensemen we had in the game all were integral to all three goals. Suter had one. Lindell had one. Hardly had the one that he shot that Johnson tipped. I mean, yeah. it, it is those three guys stepped up majorly. And I just, you need your other players to play your top players, you need them to play like they're supposed to, and you probably win that game easy. I mean, all yeah. three of those goals are depth. Yeah. Right, and that's the frustrating thing is because you got exactly, exactly what you needed from the guys who are regular NHLers because you just you want to be able to take those three guys, or I guess in this case, the two guys. Oh, I guess you could say Hanley is in those. The three guys that came in today, not regular NHLers, and be able to kind of just ease them in a little bit. And... You know, you got offensive output from the guys who who normally don't even have any offensive output, especially with Suter and Lindell, especially. And you get goals from both of them, and then you don't win the game. That's that's a little frustrating, but I'm not mad. It, there's a difference between being frustrated and being mad. The crazy thing is that the first line wasn't even the next closest to scoring. I mean, Sagan should have had three goals in this game, and he yeah. could have scored three separate times in overtime, too. And he was obviously frustrated about that he snapped his stick at the bench after he missed all three of them i mean they, they were all right to back back to back in overtime and he couldn't do it but uh he just he could not get it done tonight and one goal from sagan would have iced the game ardell also telling us that wyatt johnson had uh had a quite a game himself and he even had, at the points that i was able <laughs> Yeah, at, at the points that I was able to watch today, he was one of the biggest guys that I noticed on the ice. And I got to watch most of the third period and then like in and out during the second period. So that's and every time I seemed to to look over and, and kind of take a glance, he was doing something that hacked off the Bruins and he was being a Marshawn. <laughs> I no, thought that he, was very he got on very their nerves extremely fast. And he was he was there all game long. I mean, they pestering all game long. He he was doing crazy offensively too. Yeah. Crazy passes all around. I mean, they, they could not they could not catch up to him. The, the more impressive thing to me was that he was able to play those kind of mental games, like you said, James, and he was able to still play at his normal level. He, he didn't drop it all. He played better I, it, probably with his yeah. extra chips. It was, it was higher this game for sure. I mean, that that's why you see the Suter get so many chances as well. I mean, he set up Suter like two or three times tonight as well. Yeah, so maybe we can see some of some of that Wyatt Johnson come out a little bit later in the playoffs too. That would that'd be a that'd be a little good little thing to add as we go into the postseason. So one of the things that I also wanted to point out from this game is, you know, good on Hanley for getting in there and, and being able to drop the gloves against Marchand. He kind of wrestled them to really. the ice a little bit. We take that trade though. We take that trade though. Exactly. And, and, and it's, I forgot who, who was it? Was it you or Chris that said it? It's like, Hanley's not stupid. 
you know, we'd, we'd take Hanley off the ice any day of the week and, and, you know, in return for taking Marchand off the ice as well for five minutes. That's awesome. I forgot who yeah. said that. And he almost just destroyed Marchand too. I mean, it was inches away from Marchand just being plastered. Yeah. So, and then uh, obviously the, it, it sucks the way that it ends because apparently I, I got to see the overtime and the overtime was, was pretty good. There were some really good chances both well, ways. It's way minutes, and so then, yep. And then, and then in the shootout, it, it really sucks. We got ahead and I got really excited. I'm like, we're going to be able to pull out the two points. And then the, uh, the Bruins were able to, to kind of take care of business there. Yeah. Reason the start shootouts have sucked. I mean, we can only get one goal for Otter and he still wins. I think he's won a couple of shootouts where we've only got him one goal. No, I mean, Duchesne and Robertson normally both score. <laughs> They're over 50% on their on their shootouts this year, I think. So the last two, though, I think they've scored one. Uh, that's probably true, yeah. But re- regardless, I mean, it was, it was super close. It's a little frustrating that you couldn't see Sagan end up finishing it because he had so many chances. Yeah. And... That that that's really you want either hints Sagan or or uh, I don't know throw Robo. Johnson in there if you want Pavelski's really one that you that you would hope for but it, it's it's tough that it ends up that way it's it's kind of whatever yeah that kind of stamped the the seal of the top guys didn't do all that they needed to in this game for me. Like if we had won that, Robertson's was really cool. (laughs) But if we had won that shootout and our top player beat their top player, it would have been like, okay, great. We got two points. We stole two points. Great game by everybody. Top guys weren't the best, but they pulled it out when they needed to, but they had the chance there even, and they, and they couldn't get it done too. And that's, that, that kind of cemented it for me as them still not having a great game. So, I don't know where to go from here, but James, is there anything else that you can think of that needs to be discussed about that game before we move on to other stuff? I mean, you just, you kind of hope that you at least get a Bork up here for the Rangers game and you don't have to run, run circles around with your top line doing 20 minutes, even though they probably will do that again. I mean, likelihood of, a lot, a lot of the ice time you see tonight will probably be repeated tomorrow night. They're talking about in the chat, and I think I saw this earlier too, but it wasn't Bork. Um, it was Blue Mel that was called up, and I think they Blue Mel, thank you. I think they called him up and put him back down. I think it was an issue with cap space that we couldn't get both defensemen and Blue Mel on the active roster at the same time, and we decided that we'd rather have six defensemen than uh, twelve full forwards. So. Definitely very weird. But Blumel would be a very good option too. And that kind of cements that they don't want to bring Stankovin or Bork up. And they'd rather bring Blumel, who who was our third all-star from the Texas Stars, who's doing very well. But that kind mm-hmm. of cements that we're probably not going to see Bork or Stankovin this year. Because there's a chance to right now, and they still don't want to do it. You won't see them till after the trade deadline, at the very least. And they're the, the, see, that was the other thing that we kind of got a little excited about before we knew about all of these issues, all these, uh, you know, all these injuries, Miro just being out. It's just the fact that uh, we thought there was going to be a, a trade incoming because the, and I'll just say this because there's a lot 
of people that are a lot smarter than me when it comes to the cap and all that sort of stuff. It's such a confusing thing for a regular hockey fan to understand. But and I would consider myself a crazy hockey fan, and I still sometimes don't understand it. But I think the long story short, the reason why they called up Blue Mal is to maximize their cap space. That was what I understood it. I think it was Uri who made a comment on uh, X about it. That's as far as I know. But guys, I want to kind of move in and transition into this because this is something that I I wrote a blog post about and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on some of this. I understand that there's the big names out there well, I say big names. They're just regular, you know, maybe second-pairing defensemen, maybe third-pairing defensemen that are out there that are available for trade. You think about Chris Tanev, you think about Noah Hannafin, and Chris you think Tanev, about Sean Walker. defenseman? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, like, but like some, some of these guys could be seen as a third-pairing defenseman, like Sean Walker's more of what I'm talking about. But we've been we, – we talked about – on the last episode, I think James and I afterwards, it's like, you know, Neil is known for going out and really keeping his cards close to his chest. Like he goes after the guys that are kind of under the radar. And that was kind of what I titled the, the, the blog post. And what I did is I went through and I did a lot of digging and a lot of research about numerous different things. And I came up with three players that I'd really like, to see the stars kind of go after. Now, I don't necessarily think that they're available or if they'd even want to move because some of them have no trade clauses or whatever. But there are three guys that I kind of pointed out that might be interesting for the stars to get through. And uh, the first one I, I, I want to go through is Adam Larson. And uh, uh, Brooke actually sent me a message earlier and said, uh, when I saw that picture of Adam Larson, I thought that was Jamie Alexiak. And I was just like, nope, nope. The uh, the criteria for for me was it had to be a right-handed defenseman and a right-handed defensive defenseman. So that was one of the things uh, that I kind of put a uh, put a filter on. And uh, what I want to do is I want to get y'all's thoughts on Adam Larson and what you what you think about him. If you know anything about him. Or uh, if you think I'm just stupid and I'm crazy. Well, his cap hit is too high for what he is. He's got a $4 million a year cap hit, which wouldn't really fit under uh, what we're doing unless uh, Seattle keeps some of that. I'm also not for sure if Seattle is fully on board with selling or not. And I don't know if they're for sure either. I think they're going to wait until the very last minute to decide, are we going to, we're going to stay and see if this team can sneak its way in, or are we going to actually full on sell? And I, I'm leaning towards them not selling. So I, I don't think Larson's very likely because of the high cap hit and where Seattle's at in the standings. Yeah. But again, I, that's kind of, I'm kind of there with the cap thing with Chris, but that, that is like, that's more of a second and almost first pairing defenseman for us. When you kind of look at it, that, that would be a crazy, not, not just crazy player to get, but I mean, crazy what we'd have to pay for to get him. Mm, I think you get him for pretty cheap, but. His contract is just the expensive thing, in my opinion. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus 
bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650, David Posternock of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000, or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Well, but the, the thing is, is that if... See, and again, all of these things are just based off of, you know, I didn't look at the situation and what the teams were in and all of that sort of stuff. Some of it I did, but this is a guy whose team is probably not going to make the playoffs. I don't think Seattle is going to make the playoffs. And if they think they can make a high price on him, which the stars might be willing to do, especially considering the injuries that we currently have, we're kind of desperate at this point, especially for a right-handed defenseman and a good one at that. I mean, this guy is 31 years old. He's been playing a bunch of minutes in Seattle. I think he's up to like, he was playing 19 minutes in in Edmonton before he got picked up by Seattle. And now he's up to 23, averaging around 23 for the past three years. So this is a guy that, I I mean, if I'm Jim, no, this is a guy I would target and at least ask about. And I I know that his, his cap hits at 4 million, but there's the, the number one guy on my list, his cap hit is higher. And I think teams would be willing to kind of retain some salary for the Dallas Stars, depending on what they give up. So I just don't think Seattle would be willing to retain. And I don't even think that they're selling, honestly, at the deadline. I think they're going to stay. They're only three points away from the the last wild card spot. And they're a small market team. So getting in the playoffs and just getting those ticket sales and those TV deals is kind of a big deal for them. Same way it is for Dallas. I highly disagree with you on the whole small market thing. They're a very big market, and they're a big hockey town, too. They really are. They're probably about as the, big so. as Dallas. <laughs> the, the, the real... The, the thing with that team, I feel like, is their defense is very strong, obviously. I mean, Seattle's defense is extremely strong. They're, they're going to want offense, and who do we have on offense who they're going to want? <laughs> like that that is that is not a team that's gonna take much of anything else, honestly. Yeah, I don't I don't think that this is the point where they're taking just second rounders yet. No, they're they're taking players who they are going to want to play next year. That's what I think too. Or maybe even know. now. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to rebuild yet. 
they're not going to rebuild. So, yeah, and I I think they're kind of in the same the same boat as Calgary. Like I, I don't think Calgary is going to go through a rebuild. I think they're going to go what's what a lot of people call a retool. They're they're just they're looking for players that they can still play now, but they're not looking to just tear everything down like Chicago did and go for the first overall pick. That's that's not what they're trying to do. They they've still got some guys like Huberdo, like McKenzie Weger, and some of these other guys who are still going to be around for a while. So I don't know. That's that, that's kind of what I think here. Um, let's move on to my second guy. This one is the most interesting to me because I think he can play a higher role, but he does not play as many minutes as uh, Adam Larson does. So uh, his name is Henry Yoki Haru, and he's kind of been up and down a little bit in his career, but uh, he is a defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres, again, a right-handed D. And his cap hit is a lot more manageable for the Dallas Stars at 2.5 till the end of this year. So I think his remaining cap is like 1.2, 1.1, something like that. So very doable for the Dallas Stars to make a deal. And especially when everybody starts to to uh, to get healthy and maybe some, we get somebody back, then there will be some more cap space because Dodonov is now on LTIR. So that that cap his cap hit is available there. He's here's the most interesting thing about him. He's 25 years old, so he's a very young guy. So I don't think he is. I I don't think he's going to be, you you know, he's going to have more potential. I think he's what you see is what you get from him. He might grow a little bit, just depending. But what's even more interesting is the fact that, you know, we've got the Finnish Mafia on this team. This is what one of the things that this team is known for, uh, along with the Carolina Hurricanes. Why not add another finished defenseman to the three that you've already got and just go for it? This guy plays about, I think, his... 18 minutes a game. I think 18 season. minutes. So, yeah. So, about yeah. maybe maybe a little less than what you kind of want from a second-pairing guy. But maybe this is a guy that can come up. He can play a little bit more. He's more on the defensive side. And especially, when, I, I know we hate the, the plus-minus, but... He's plus nine on a really rough team and a team that has not been very good this year and was expected to be better. So I I figured you guys would probably like this guy a little bit more just because of lots of different things. His age, his cap hit, and the fact that he's a finished defenseman. This is one of the people that I actually went and looked at as well, Ryan. I mean, this is kind of exactly what you're looking for. It's under the radar. He's not a goal scorer. He hasn't played very many like full seasons yeah we don't need a goal score that that's true but and and his cap hits manageable he's still young he i think he has potential there still ryan i mean you what you see is not all that's there i think he he's gonna develop a little bit more we kind of see that with defensemen as they get into their late 20s that they kind of get a little bit better i mean that's what you see and if you're really the stars need a permanent fix on the right side. It is not, they don't need a new project like Lundquist, which n- this is no offense to Lundquist, Lundquist but he has not been what we needed him to be. And it, it's, it, it was, that was kind of a long shot for us. And I still think Lundquist has, he has ample opportunity to develop into what we need him to be later on. 
but you need someone who can play on the right side who you can have stick around for at least a couple of years until Lundqvist can figure it out. Yeah, so I, I like him. I think that's a good find. Uh, he's actually played 320 games already, only at 24-25, which is kind of surprising. Nice. And yeah, some comfortability with other uh, other Finnish people around. I mean, that can definitely bring camaraderie. That can make you become part of the team a little bit quicker too. Um, and yeah, right-hand defenseman, he seems solid, stay at home. And his last five games, he's actually taken a bigger step, probably some kind of injury in Buffalo that's causing this to happen. But his last five games, he is 19 minutes, time on ice, 23, 24, 22, 27. So he can take some wow. more minutes if he needs to. Um, and they, in those games, he's been great. He's positive in all but one of those um, and with three points. Well, the, uh, the biggest thing they've dealt with there in uh, Buffalo is is mostly the the injury to Samuelson, who is like their big. He's basically their Lindell, probably a little bit better than Lindell, but uh, he's a younger Lindell, and he's been out almost the entire season. And Yoki Haru has kind of stepped up into that role. So this guy really makes me excited. It really he really does. And go ahead. And Buffalo is definitely a team that's on the outside looking in They're They're definitely in the selling spot. They're not waiting around to see if they can try and sneak in They're They're well out of it at this point. And by the trade deadline, that's going to become pretty much a certainty. Really part, part of the, the issue with all the people that the stars would want to look at is that you're going to have to pay some assets in some form or another for the player, because we don't want a loan who we can use for this year and that's it because likely uh, Bischel is not ready to come into the league next year. I mean, he could, and we know he is very good, but he, he hasn't even played a year of uh, North American hockey yet. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's uh, Yoki Haru is a former first overall or first rounder, late first rounder, but still it's a first round pick and he is very solid and he is, only it really does look like he's only gotten better and he hasn't even had a full season in the nhl yet he's he's had chopped off a little bit every single time season, yeah yeah kind of like so five chopped like off seasons <laughs> mm -hmm. so it, it's it's like kind of scary but the time on ice and kind of especially the plus minus this year for him because if you look at his past seasons he's negative in almost all of them but this year he's a plus 11 which is a great improvement even when you're talking about I mean, he's been playing on the same team the whole time. And uh, I don't want to get too into this because it uh, a lot of Stars fans won't really care about this, but I did look into the advanced analytics for, with a lot of these guys too. And uh, his Corsi is is very good. He has a positive Corsi, he's above 50, and his Fenwick is also really good as well. So the and those are kind of some of the stats you can look at when you have a, a player on a bad team who may have a bad plus minus, but the fact that he's got, you know, good Corsi, good Fenwick, and he's also got a good plus minus kind of, it, it looks like he's got the whole package deal. Now, the thing that I am worried about with him is he is 25 and he is not a for sure veteran defenseman, which is, I feel like we need more of a veteran guy in, in, in on the D core. Now, I'm not saying he couldn't come in and fulfill that role for the Dallas Stars. He absolutely could. But you, if if, if I'm Jim Nell, I want somebody just a little bit older 
like 27, 28. And that kind of leads me into the next guy. And this is the guy that I'm, I personally am most excited about. Well, no, that's okay. He did what to his Fenwick? Okay. We can move on. He did what to his Fenwick? Okay. We can move on. Okay. Anyway. That does that that deserves some silence, some awkward silence there. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. He's he's smiling. Is the third guy. The third guy was no. Oh, Kenev is not an under the radar pick. Okay, he's not. Everyone is talking about him. His name is Artem Zub. He is a top four defenseman for (laughs) the Ottawa Senators. He sounds like Dallas Star. He's got a funny name. He's got a funny name. That's true. Hockenbach. Me or Heiskinen. Um, Heiskinen. But he's he's 28 years old, and he was talked about a lot last season before he signed his current extension of what he has. Now, this extension is much higher at 4.6. Yeah, Chris just saw it. Yes, I know. It, it's, it, it's at 4.6. But the, the deal is you are getting a for sure, like, solid home run pick if you get him because this guy is a minute muncher he can play excellent for you on the penalty kill he can uh he's a he's right-handed again and this guy is 28 years old he is at this point he is in the prime of his career so this would be in my opinion a perfect pickup for the dallas stars if he's willing uh to to move on to the dallas stars He's got a plus minus of plus seven, and he averages about 20 minutes a night, which is kind of puts it in the perfect category for the Dallas Stars needing a top four defenseman. And then the other thing you got to consider is Ottawa's situation right now. So at the beginning of the season, they basically kind of were saying that they were going to make the playoffs, that that's what they wanted to do. And honestly, I expected them to make the playoffs or at least be in the hunt. And they're nowhere close. So if you're Artem Zub and you just signed your extension and, you know, this, the old general manager who is no longer there as he's been fired and as has the coach has been fired, then what maybe if a team calls, you know, comes calling for you and calls for your name, why not, you know, take the the opportunity to, to go to a Stanley Cup contending team like the Dallas Stars and you know, I, I think Ottawa would be willing to also yeah take some take take some. I can't even think of the word right now. I'm sorry. Someone help me. Risk. Retain. They no, maybe no. they'd be willing to retain up to fifty percent for of his salary. So what are your thoughts? Four on years. That? Here, I here's so. kind of here's kind of my issue with with Zub Ryan. My my issue is that I don't Zub. think the Senators whatever Zub. I don't think the Senators have a bad team right now. If you look at their team on paper, they look terrifying still. I mean, they have a very strong set of forwards and they have a decent defense group. I mean, it really doesn't look that bad. I don't think that they should sell off a bunch of their players. This is not a team that's going to go into a full rebuild. And this player is a player that you're going to want on your team when you're talking about trying to get into a playoff position. Yeah, and the more important thing is that Ottawa doesn't think that they're a bad team either. That They're expecting to do exactly what the Canucks have done this year, 
And that, that's the Canucks have had a great team on paper for the last three years, and they finally figured it out. And Ottawa's looking to do the same thing. Um, not to mention, we can't afford him. We can't afford $4 million for four years and resign all, resign all the players that we need to. And he's got the no movement clause. It, on paper, Ryan, you're 100% right. This is the guy we need. Now find it for cheaper and find it for someone who has one year left on their contract and we'd be we'd be hunky-dory, but that's the problem is that guy doesn't exist. So case-wise, this is the guy we need. You're 100% right. It's just impossible for us to get him. I, I, I don't think anything is ever impossible. I, I mean, I, I know this is kind of stupid to say, but Wayne Gretzky was traded, okay? Anybody can be traded for the right price and for in the right situation. You want to flip a first rounder, right Danky and Bork? <laughs> then they might retain That's... 50%. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yes. Like like that, they, they would do something like that, but I don't think that the Stars would offer that up. And it, yeah. again, the guys, and the reason why I wanted to look at some of these under-the-radar guys is because these under-the-radar guys, which I think are pretty decent, especially the especially Yokiharu and Zub, I don't think they're going to be you know, they're going to cost as much like the, these, I mean, like, for Noah, this is gonna cost well, money. but I mean, what I'm talking about is like for Sean Walker, right? A guy who is just recently playing really well in Philadelphia, they're asking for a first round pick for him. Like, I, I like no offense to Sean Walker. He's probably, he's probably having a really good year and everything, but the Zub and even Yoki Haru have been solidly more consistent then, then you know, then Sean Walker. And no offense to Chris Tanev, but and they they already talked about it in in the chat over here. But Chris Tanev has a lot of issues with injury, and he's also thirty four. I, I I think that's correct. He's either thirty three or thirty four. So this is not a guy you want to give a first round pick for. And based off of what I'm guessing and the fact that everybody is talking about him, and there's a giant bidding war, I'm sure for Chris Tanev's Chris Tanev's services. Excuse me. They're they're gonna get a first round pick for Chris Tanev. I just don't I don't think it's worth it. So that's why I wanted to go through and try and find guys like this. And if you and Jim Nill is very good about finding these guys that are under the radar and convincing their GMs that hey we really need this guy. We'll give you this this. I think this is fair market value for this guy. Yeah, I, uh, under the radar, I'm on board, but they do have to be available actually, <laughs> which I don't think Zoom is. But the other two guys I like. You never know. Just saying. Well, you'd be giving up more than a first round pick for Zub. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about what you'd probably give up to get Zub, you're probably giving up Bischel, honestly. They like Zub. And then then you're probably also giving up a first and then a third is what kind of kind of is the normal thing for a player like that. And and honestly, that that's lower end, I feel like. Okay. You want them to retain, to retain so, salary on a good player. <laughs> so let me ask you this: it, Is there anybody that y'all can think of that you really want? Chris Tanev. I, I, th- I don't think Chris Tanev is a smart is a smart decision. I really don't. Oh, but it's I a like Yoki decision. I, I I out of all the ones that I looked at, uh, I like Yoki Haru the most. I mean, he has the potential to play a bunch of minutes. He is going to fly extremely under the radar, I feel, in, unless like they're actually shopping him around and then he won't. But that's kind of for everyone that we pull out. Uh, I, I think this that's a 
that he's a player that you could get for very little. And, and that's a player that we, I feel like the stars could use very well. And you know, the other guy, uh, the other thing about the, about Yoki Haru, plus his name is just fun to say. Yo- Yoki Haru. Yoki Haru. Kind of re- reminds me of uh, Yerky Yoki Paka back in the 2013, 2012 days. But anyways, I don't think he's going to, he's going to command a huge increase in his salary. I think he's going to, he's going to get a, a, a pay raise, obviously. But I, I don't see it being over like yeah. four million or something. He's like a that. guy we and can definitely resign. I, I, that's and that's the other thing is that I I know that Jim Nill is very big about finding players with term or finding players that he thinks he can resign because he he's done that with lots of trades that he's done in the past. So we'll we'll see what Jim Nill does. I'm I'm really excited about uh, Yoki Haru because I think that's the most likely of the three that that we could go after but i really like artem zub just because of the uh, he he seems to be like the perfect candidate for the stars to go after that's just me but or we'll or we'll end up with colin miller again i don't know how but <laughs> oh wouldn't that be funny <laughs> hey we'll trick we'll, we'll take colin miller back new jersey it, i know you're in a in a playoff race but we'll take him back yeah i think you're sleeping on chris tanev too because if we got chris tanev tomorrow y'all will be ecstatic as would I. Yes, it's going to cost a lot, but it, it, a player like that that can actually move the puck, like the guys we're talking about right now are guys who are solid in their own end, which is definitely the immediate need. But a guy who's solid can move the puck well too. can move the puck, Chris Tanev would be an insane pickup. And he would definitely be a rental. He would definitely cost a first-round pick and maybe a little bit more, but it would still be awesome. And, and I'm not discounting that at all. I, I would just be happy with the stars getting any kind of any kind of defensive, defensive help at this is, point. is what you need. Like even even before all these injuries, like I, I would be happy with anybody, right? But like I, I just want to find somebody without you know trading away so much of our future, so much of our assets going forward. We want to try and make make get the most uh, out of our get get the bang for our buck. Basically, is what I'm saying. Do you need so. that, Ryan? I hadn't thought about that before. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Stop smirking. Moving on. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, we, we we talked way longer about that than I intended to. I'm sorry. So let's get to the other stuff really quickly, and then we'll move on. Um, we already talked about that. Okay. Uh, the biggest news coming out lately for the Dallas Stars uh, over the weekend was the fact that they will be heading – to Tampere, Finland. I hope I said that right. And they will be taking on the Florida Panthers in two games uh, for the NHL Global Series. I don't know the days. I just know it's in November. Do y'all know the dates for like 100%? No, sir. No, okay. Okay, so it's really cool. I'm really excited for that. That's that's going to be, uh, be really fun. It's cool for Alexander Barkov because he gets to play in his hometown. Uh, on the on the Florida side, and then obviously for Dallas, we've got you know four guys that are probably going to be on uh, Team Finland when the, the Finnish national Olympics. team's top defensive pair is on our team. Right, exactly. <laughs> and with uh, Mira Haskinen, Essa Lindell, Hawk and Paw, and uh, also obviously Rope Hints being in there as well. So, uh, what were y'all's thoughts of hearing those news coming out? And are you excited? And what what are you thinking? Took too long to get the Finnish Mafia out there, honestly. I'm glad they're doing it really it now. Did. 
it, it's it's going to be great. I think it's really cool to to grow hockey globally. And the matinee games like today is uh, an, another way that they grow the sport in Europe. I mean, they were I, I saw some uh, some some sponsored ads trying to target Europeans, saying, "Hey, Stars game starts at 10 p.m. for y'all. Y'all can actually watch it." So it, it makes it somewhat cool to see. And uh, yeah, growing the sport anywhere, especially in Europe, where it's already huge, getting the actual pro scene out there is going to be a big deal. James, what do you think? No, he I'm super it. excited for it. I mean, uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see how the team reacts going overseas like that, because we saw a couple of teams do that this year and it it's definitely different. It's definitely a challenge. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder to go across the world and play and, and then you got to come back for the rest of the season. So that, that should be fun to, to watch. Right. I, I'm honestly really excited to, to see what, uh, what goes on for, for them over there in, uh, in Finland and, you know, Maybe Yogi Haru gets added to that list, and maybe we get a fourth defenseman that will be on the team finish roster. We we will see. Okay. I, I think it's time. Uh, are we ready to move on and do our Who Cares segment, or is there anything else we need to talk about? Yep, I'm good. Uh, there's okay. one thing that I do want to mention. There was a crazy game tonight uh, that was played between Minnesota and Vancouver. Oh yeah, the ten seven. Yeah, ten seven. Uh, guess how many shots were in that game? Uh, a hundred and thirteen. I'm guessing. There were the shots were twenty four to twenty seven. Oh my gosh, I was completely and wrong. There were okay. seventeen goals. Oh my goodness! Talk about well, who started. Who started? Was it Demko or was it uh, the Smith no or Vancouver? I it, I don't even think it matters. I. The, the crazy thing is the the wild scored like four power play goals within like seven minutes or something stupid like that to to come back and claim the lead stupid game if you want to go look at a crazy box score I might actually go and take a look at that game and maybe even watch it after I watch the stars game tonight I'm gonna go back and kind of analyze the the defensemen and maybe do a blog post on how I thought each of the defensemen uh, did tonight, but uh, we'll see if I have time for that. But okay. Uh, Chris, uh, would you like to introduce our who cares segment for the evening? Yeah, we're going to mix it up. We're not doing top three. We are doing bottom three and we're going to keep it a little bit on theme here. We are doing bottom Ooh. three European countries. Your three no, least what? favorite European oh, countries, no. please. Don't we have some listeners from a lot of these countries? Don't do this. No, I don't Come care. On. All right, how about this? America is the worst European country. There you go. Oh, there you go, European <laughs> listeners. We'll accept the bottom what? spot. So we'll we'll do four through two. Your number four. No, yeah, number four through two least favorite European countries. All right, number four, the Netherlands. You're underwater. <laughs> Move, move higher. Go higher. You're underwater. Stop trying to fight the sea. Just move to higher ground. The Netherlands, number three. Uh, who does anyone have any thought? In there? Brian's got a thought in his eyes. Brian, number three. <laughs> I I think you're I think you're a turd for for doing oh, this. Yeah. But... yeah, we're in, we're in trouble here now. I'm getting us into <laughs> dangerous territory. Yeah, you, you, what do you think? 
Uh-huh. I do. Okay. Think. All right. Um, really going to make me do this. Um, okay, I'll tell a stupid joke with it. Do it. Okay. Switzerland. Switzerland is my number four. You want to know why? Why? Everything. Dang it, James. <laughs> what? I didn't hear it. Uh, their flag is a huge plus, Chris. Oh, their flag is a huge plus. He was going to make the joke that he thinks he's funny. Mm. Yes. He thinks he's the funny. dad joke. You have to say it, right? No. James, third. Okay. Uh, don't. Okay. Um, po- Poland, sure. They're, they're big. Um, they, they. It's a big country. Uh, yeah, Nobody knows it exists. I, I, it's right by Germany, you know. Right and there. No one, no one pays attention to it. No one knows it exists. All right, number two, Greece. Poor Ryan. Number two. Wow, that's just <laughs> rude. That was, that was going to be actually my number two as well. Really? As Greece. That's funny. Because yeah. they are two. bankrupt and got no money, just like just like America. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, Borzies. Um. Um. France. <laughs> Why? Uh, be- because people say that they're mean. They're not. I, I hate to be rude, but we're French. Oh yeah, that's a good joke right there, James. I like that one. Oh my gosh! All right, it, my number joke is bad. My number one least favorite uh, European country is Iceland. It's not uh, Europe. It's mine. It's, it's not in Europe. You're playing the <laughs> it's Euro a liar. every year. You think, oh, I'm just European? You're not in Europe. You're an island. You 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 are you should play in the Pacific Cup and it should be just you. You and Greenland. That's the only soccer you get to play. <laughs> Iceland versus Greenland. That's it. Ryan. Me? Okay, mine's not exactly fair because nobody likes them right now. And it's kind of cheating because they're technically part of two continents. My number one is Russia. Mm. Yeah, Ain't no one like Russia. That. We're going to move on from that. Ryan, explain yourself a little bit. For, or James, explain yourself a little bit further. Sorry. Oh, anyway, Iceland uh, is stupid. Not only are they not part of Europe, uh, their name is a lie as well. I mean, that they're pretty true. green. That- There's some ice there. There's a good bit of there ice. There is ice there, but it's mostly green. <laughs> it's really pretty there. From what I, from pictures I've seen and what people they have told me. They have ice that attacks you from the ocean. That's pretty cool. I was shocked. Isn't it kind of ironic how like Greenland is literally there's no green there, and then Iceland there's a lot of green. This is and a conversation Greenland that probably no one has ever had. Probably. Anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening to sarcastic remarks. Be sure to check out our uh, DraftKings promo code THPN on our website, sarcasticremarks.com. Right, Ryan? Sure. Anything you forgot else? some stuff. That's why I said right, Ryan, so you could add the stuff that I forgot. Leave a five. Yeah, le- leave those review things. Hopefully good ones. Unless you're from Iceland, then you're allowed to leave a bad review. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then also go to... Uh, shop.com. Yeah, you remembered. Okay. You buy your yeah. Sarcastic Remarks branded toothbrush holder your sarcastic remarks branded bath sheets and your sarcastic remarks branded non-slip bath mats don't slip in the shower folks it's a safety hazard get the sarcastic remarks non-slip bathtub mat 
Pat and Pat. We'll be, we'll, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night, along with James, along with Chris. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you all have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, I don't even know where James is. We'll, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Bye.